Hi there and welcome to Inside Rugby League, a podcast brought to you by the Yorkshire Evening Post. My name's Richard Byron and joining me again this week is my colleague Peter Smith. Peter, as regular listeners will know, is the Yorkshire Evening Post Chief Rugby League Writer and he also contributes match reports and other news to our sister paper, the Yorkshire Post. The season really is heading towards the business end now, with Leeds Rhinos due to play Wigan Warriors on Thursday night in the playoffs. And uh, also our other local team, Castleford Tigers, saw their hopes ended last week by Warrington Wolves. So it's a bit of a winner-takes-all now for Leeds, Peter. It is winner-takes-all, yes. Uh, all Leeds' games, for however long they go on for, will be elimination ties away from home. Now, obviously, we're going to weigh tough. It's tough under any circumstances, whatever form we're going to in. Um, always difficult place to go. Leeds went there. Less than a month ago, on one fourteen nil, we're going to have got a bit of a stronger squad for this week's game. But so have Leeds, and I think Leeds can go there with a, a genuine chance of winning this game. They're going to have to be good. They'll have to be patient. I think we can don't score a lot of points, but they don't score many either. So Leeds will have to build pressure and take the chances when they come. But I think with the squad that's been named with some players coming back, particularly Zane Tatavano, um, Michelangelinski is in the 21, so is King Vuniayawa and um, Alex Meller. I don't know whether all four will play, but you'd think it's um, it's do or die, so it's worth taking a risk. They'll certainly strengthen the, the squad. Um, and for once, Richard Agar's got some difficult selection decisions to make in terms of who to leave out which hasn't happened too often this um, this season. And Leeds played well against Torquay last week, built some momentum, scored some nice tries, and they've got some players who are informed. So it's one of those games where it could go either way, but I think Leeds have a have a genuine chance of going there and, um, and upsetting Wigan, which would mean probably a trip to Catalans next week when they'd be um, 80 minutes away from the grand final. So it's certainly a big prize up for grabs and it's a it's going to be a huge game I think it'll be tense and um, and tight I don't think there'll be a lot of points in it could come down to um, to a mistake a decision a bounce of the ball or something um, so I think it's going to be a, a long night for the Leeds fans who travel over but um, hopefully a productive one Yeah I'd agree with you I think it's going to be a tight one as I say Wigan haven't been scoring that many points recently and uh, Leeds have certainly coming into it in some good form. And it's good to see that they're getting some key players back as well at long last after what has been a mad season, have really. Got, have you got the ice cream, man? We have indeed, yes. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I'll have a 99, please. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 the weather's good enough for him to still be stretching it out till late <laughs> September here in Wakefield. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you don't get that very often, do you? No, you don't. No, it's usually away by the end of June round here. So, <laughs> but yes, it's uh, <laughs> he's just gone herring. Well, not herring past. That's unfair. But the bells seem to be at full volume. Anyway, as I was saying, yeah, I'd agree with you. I think uh, I think Leeds have got a really good chance this week. Um, been building some momentum, as you say, and. Uh, if you ignore the St Helens game anyway, which I think was a largely expected result, but they're getting some good players back now. And as we know 
from many years past. Leeds really are the playoff kings, aren't they? They're the one team who are capable of winning the grand final regardless of where they finish on the table. And uh, in these one-off elimination games, really anything can happen. And I do, I do yeah. think that, you know, I do think they're capable certainly of going further. I'm not sure whether if it was Catalans they faced after that, whether they would um, be able to beat them, but you never know. And, uh, you know, I think they're certainly more than capable of knocking Wigan out. And I think Wigan would be quite worried there if Leeds could get in among them. Maybe get a couple of early tries and get the Wigan crowd on the home team's back. Then anything's possible, really. I think um, I think Catalans might be there for the for the taking. They've been really good this season, deserve to be top of the table. But they've lost the last couple of games. They then have a week off, and it's hard to get back up for a for such a big tie, a, a one-off semi-final. Even though they'll have home advantage. Um, they picked up an injury to Sam Tompkins at Wigan last week, which will obviously be a concern. And I just, I just think that I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that they're necessarily nailed on to get to the to the grand final this year. Tough to to go over there and, and beat them, but stranger things have happened. I think um, I do think they might be a little bit vulnerable. And Leeds were comfortably in front against them. At half time, when they went over there in July, obviously they couldn't hold on, but they know that they can cause Catalans problems. They led at home to them at half time as well and faded in the second half. So I think they'll think that's a winnable game, but they've got to get past Wigan first. I'm sure Wigan are thinking exactly the same. Um, I take your point, what you're saying about Leeds being one of the teams or the team that can go all the way to the grand final from fifth. I think you it's a different Leeds team now, realistically. This isn't the Leeds team that did it in 2011 and 2012. They don't have a, a Danny Maguire, a Kevin Simfield, a Rob Burrow, a Jamie Peacock in the team. Um, completely different, different side. Um, they finished fifth last year and lost in the first playoff against Catalans. So I'd, I don't hold much stock on on people saying, "Well, Leeds know what it's all about and know how to do it." This current squad don't really, but on occasions they have risen to um, to the big game. They beat Wigan in the Challenge Cup semi final last October, remember, and that was an outstanding performance. And I think they've got enough good players in the squad to do it, but. Also, looking at the Wigan team, they've got some good players as well. I just think it's it's a, a really intriguing sort of matchup, quite evenly poised, and um, and could go either way. Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, to go back to your point there about the finishing top, that's never really a guarantee, is it? Of uh, it doesn't seem to be in Super League. I think that's maybe why they they have the insurance policy of the shield, as as well as obviously fans wanting the tradition of the. People, the team that finished top of the table to be rewarded with some kind of trophy but also as you say sometimes a team playing each week and, and doing it tough and especially away from home uh, builds a spirit and some momentum which teams that maybe as you say have a week off uh, can't keep going and uh, before they know it you know they've been caught cold 
And again, as you say earlier, we have to get past, our leads have to get past uh, Wigan first, which is no easy task in itself, but uh, anything's possible after that. And certainly those young players that have come in this year while Leeds have been struggling injury-wise and had to pick some of the youngsters who maybe wouldn't have normally got as much game time, uh, they'll have certainly learnt a lot this season from that. And even if it ends in disappointment this time for Leeds, it's only good experience in the bank for the future, isn't it? Um, playing in these games, these are the games that players want to be involved in and uh, it can only help for the future. And just while we're on the playoffs there, Peter, a disappointing end to Castleford's season. Yeah, um, it was really. Yeah, uh, I thought they did well to be in contention for the top six with a round to go, having dropped away a little bit and been eighth after Wembley. They certainly got their act together and improved a lot post uh, the Challenge Cup final when they got some players back but fell very flat in the first half against Warrington and were were out of the game really before they um, before they woke up they then staged what was really was a remarkable fight back and for a little while it, it looks like they they might actually pull off what would have been the biggest fight back in Super League history they were 32-0 down for 34 minutes and um, on 63 minutes, they were 32-24 um, down. I think if they'd scored next, then they could well have gone on to win it. But they missed a chance. There was a, a knock-on in the corner. Daryl Alfords couldn't, couldn't quite take a, a pass. Um, and Warrington did quite well after that to, to regain a little bit of control and, and to close the game out. So it was an exciting finale, but not obviously not the way that Dal Powell would have wanted to to bow out as Castleford coach before he joins Warrington next year. A sad farewell, particularly for Michael Shenton, who dislocated his shoulder in his final game just before half time. A fantastic servant to rugby league at Castleford and in a two year spell at St Helens, and he, he deserved to go out. Um, in better circumstances, really. But it'll be very interesting to see how Castleford deal with the change that's coming in the off-season. They've got um, Lee Radford coming in to take over as coach. They've got some new players coming in. Just as we're talking now, they've announced what we all knew anyway, that Alex Sutcliffe is joining them from Leeds. They... It, after after one coach for so long, Dole took over in 2013, it's going to be a big change for them. Um, and I'm fascinated to see how they'll, they'll get on next season. I like Louis Radford. I think he's a good a good guy. I thought he was badly treated at Hull in the manner of his dismissal. Um, I'm sure after more than a year out, he's refreshed and raring to go. Um, he certainly seems to have some good ideas. And... Um, it's going to be really fascinating to see what impact he has on the Tigers. Yeah, I was watching the game myself last week and uh, tuned in a few minutes late and cast for 12 nil down and I thought, oh, well, at least that sets it up nicely from a neutral point of view. And as I was thinking that, Warrington scored again <laughs> and again. And uh, as you say, I, I was very tempted to turn off at half-time and I just thought, well, I'll just stick with it because... 
rugby league, you never know if if a team gets one try, then quite often they do score two or three, and so it proved. You know, it was a fantastic second half performance. A couple of people I know on Facebook were saying it was the most typical Castleford performance you could ever find in eighty minutes by, you know. Again, leaving the fans wanting more, really, that if they played like that in the first half, I'm quite sure that they would have um, qualified, wouldn't they? But uh, that's that's as maybe. But again, a disappointing end. And we spoke earlier in the season about Castleford putting all their eggs in the Challenge Cup basket and that didn't quite work out for them. But, uh, you know, in, in the long-term analysis as well, it, it showed really that it ended up costing them in the league too, didn't it? I'm sure... One or yeah. two wins around that time, um, both in the build-up to the Challenge Cup and immediately after it, you know, as the table showed in the end, would have been enough to put them in the playoffs. And uh, I'm sure that's something that will play on the mind of Daryl and all those who have left the club. Say, it was very disappointing for Michael. Uh, really sad end to his career. Um that it should finish in that manner, both on and off the field. Uh, I'm sure he would have been hoping that putting personal disappointment aside that they could have gone on uh, and done something in the playoffs, but it wasn't to be. And as you say, it's very intriguing now what might happen at Castleford has been pretty much the status quo under Darrell for eight years or so now, hasn't there? And the team has always had a fairly familiar look to it, but there's... Between Castleford and Huddersfield Giants, I noticed another team, huge turnover of players and personnel um, coming again in this off-season. And it'd be really interesting to see how quick Lee Radford, in particular at Cass, can get them to gel and uh, perhaps take them that step further than Daryl was able to. He's, he's certainly being backed, hasn't he, in, in the number of signings that he's made. And although he's lost some key players... He's brought some good, uh, hungry players in too, some of whom he obviously knew from his previous time at Hull, uh, where, he, again, he, he did a good job, didn't he? You know, he's uh, won the Challenge Cup a couple of times and uh, I'm sure he'll be looking to at least do that much with Castleford and, uh, and again, get them back into the playoffs on a regular basis and back up at the top end of the table again. Yeah, I think you'd, you'd probably say they'll act all that consistency in the league but certainly in the cup two wins back-to-back wins at Wembley which they'd never done before yeah. um, Cass would be absolutely delighted if um, if he could do that for them so it's going to be it's going to be a, a very um, interesting couple of years I think at, um, at Cass I hope people give him time as well because it it's going to take him a little bit of time to, for new players to gel and to get his ideas across so um, I don't think people should expect miracles straight away, but um, giving him give him an opportunity to to settle in and and be able to get his message across, and um, we'll see what happens. Yes. Speaking of new coaches, I think by the time this podcast goes on air, Wakefield may well have announced their new team boss. That's obviously top of their agenda for, for the end of the season. Um, they didn't qualify for the playoffs, as we know, so they're now into their off-season and obviously first order of business is going to be to get a new head coach in place. I hope that it will be really poaching. I think he's 
deserved it from um, from what he's done over the last uh, couple of months. Five wins from seven matches, and they've they've beaten some good teams in there: Leeds, Warrington. Um, they beat Hull in the final game very convincingly last week. Um, so I I hope he he's given an opportunity. I think he deserves it, and um, the players seem to to respect him and want to play for for him. Um, so all will be revealed on that front, but that's going to be another um, club needing a very big pre-season with a new coach coming in, whoever it may be, to to get his ideas across. Um, I think there will be a turnover of players. I think some players will be leaving that, um, that hasn't been announced yet. And I know that Wakefield have a, a couple of signings they hope lined up to come in. So they're another club with, with a lot of work to do between now and, um, and February or January or whenever the season starts. But they, in the final analysis, weren't actually that far off the playoffs. They've shown they can compete with the top teams and beat the top teams. Um, and, you know, it, it could be, a, if they recruit astutely, it could be a, a decent season for, um, for Wakefield next year. Certainly better than, than the one they endured this year. They underperformed for most of it. And um, as I've said on there before, it's, it's a shame it took the sacking of the coach to, to get the players to, um, to pull the fingers out, really. But they did that and they showed what they're capable of towards the end of the, um, end of the campaign. Yeah, I'd agree that I would hope Willie's given a chance. I think when Chris Chester left the club, it was suggested that he had an audition till the end of the season uh, to state his case for the job. And five wins out of seven for any wakey coach really is a, is a tremendous achievement, isn't it? Without being too flippant about it. But, you know, the, re- the record in the last two or three years has been particularly poor. So Willie's certainly increased that percentage. He's obviously got the players playing for them. And as you say, a couple of notable scalps in there, in particular Leeds, which is always one the fans enjoy, and uh, Warrington too. And I just think, you know, with Wakefield's own finances and the setup down there, that he would seem the ideal man to take it forward. He's been assisting there and he obviously knows the players. The players have responded to him, albeit, as you pointed out, um, the same players who weren't, for whatever reason, doing it under Chris Chester. Willie, maybe, you know, fresh voice, fresh face in there. And they've responded to him anyway, haven't they? The results speak for themselves. And certainly in what you may term a dead rubber on Friday night, there was one team who certainly weren't on the beach. And, uh, you know, Wakefield still put it in for the fans uh, for the final game. And Hopefully that would have given the final nudge that the directors down at Bellevue needed to, you know, to go with Willie. As you say, all will be revealed tomorrow. And uh, I think the future is looking better, Uh, you know, regardless of who they bring in, they've got to certainly get some momentum from the positive way in which they finish the season. They've shown that they're capable of competing further up the table. There's no doubt about that. And although couple of key players including Joe Westerman are going I'm sure that uh, Wakefield will have a have a better season it's been a bit flat obviously this season again uh, 
you know, last season wasn't the greatest, but there was the excuse of COVID and all that went on with that. Uh, but this season just seemed to be more of the same. And, you know, let's hope that a line's drawn under that now and that Wakefield uh, can go on and re-establish themselves in Super League. It's going to be tough. They haven't got a, a big budget or a very deep squad. And uh, with the financial cutbacks that are going to affect the sport, it's not going to be easy. But uh, maybe got a chance with somebody who knows the club. He was a very popular player down there, wasn't he, Willie? And always mm. being well-liked and well-received when he's come back with other clubs. Uh, so hopefully, again, people can get behind him and give him time to put his own stamp on the club and uh, keep Wakefield away from that bottom end of the table. And I think uh, there, Peter, probably draw a line under it for this week. I think uh, good luck to Leeds on Thursday night, obviously, and uh, we'll see where that takes them. And hopefully be back next week discussing, a, as you say, 80 minutes from the grand final, which I'm sure a lot of people at Leeds, given all they've gone through this season, they might not have been expecting anyone to say that. But... Uh, Playoffs are always a strange time, aren't they? There's always a few shocks and unexpected results in cup ties. So let's hope that Leeds can do it and uh, give this local area a, a boost once again. So if we leave it there for this week, and uh, just my usual weekly reminder that you can get the latest rugby league news at yorkshireeveningpost.co.uk from Peter's Twitter handle at Peter Smith YEP and at YEP Sports Desk and YP Sport. And, uh, thanks again to Peter for his comments and hopefully we're back soon. Mm-hmm.